Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, hey, Elevation, Isaac here. So glad you're joining us for the last Sunday of 2023. Can you believe it? We're heading into a new year. And you know what I love? As we've worshipped together, as we've come together to encounter God online, I just love that the Spirit of God is not bound by geographic location and that wherever you are, meeting in homes, in cafes, right across Australia, we can encounter the presence of God. I believe you already have. And I'm excited to get into God's Word as we close out 2023 with great faith, with excitement for what God is going to do in 2024. Just before we get into that, I want to honour Pastor Miles and Bonnie. Uh, I'm so grateful for our lead pastors, for the great pioneering work they're doing, for the heart they have to see each and every one of our locations thrive, grow, expand and establish the kingdom of God here in Australia. And so believing for great days ahead, honour you Pastor Miles and Bonnie. Thank you for leading this great charge known as Elevation Church Australia. We're behind you and we're cheering you on. But uh, I want to jump right into it today because as we close out 2023, I don't want to end on a lull. Uh, I don't want to end like reflective and somber. I want us to end full of faith, thankful for what God's done in the year just gone, but looking forward into next year with great faith and excitement for what God can do. And uh, I just have no doubt, and I'm convinced of this, that God is wanting to move in and through your life, that God is wanting to move in and through our churches. And I just believe God is seeking a people who would ask and be hungry to say this, God, would you move again. God, would you do something great in my life? God, would you open doors? Would there be breakthrough? Would there be great new territory for us to take? And so I hope uh, that as we hear this message, my heart is that there would be seeds sown into your spirit that would hunger you after revival, that you would not be content with the normal experience of church, but you would just have an elevated faith that we as a church would be excited to truly say, God, would you move again. Uh, And you know, I think one of the greatest tragedies in modern Christianity is that we have become so comfortable with our level of faith. We've become so comfortable with our level of surrender and our anointing that we've let the echoes of revival fall away from our reality. Uh, We've just fallen into a Christianity that is content with its current level of experience. But friend, let me tell you this, the time is coming for the church to catch the coattails of revival again, of a revival and a move of God that will shift a nation, that will shift states, that will shift regions and communities, that will set captives free, that will bring healing, hope and life into those places where there is none. Now is the time. I believe now is the time for a great awakening. God, would you do again in Elevation Church what we know you can do? And like I said, I don't have a sermon to close out the year that is just a a fluffy, nice one, but it is an invitation to each of us. Would we step into next year desiring to take up the mission of Jesus to see lost people saved, to see the works of the devil and the schemes of darkness destroyed and dismantled, that we would truly establish the kingdom of God here on earth, even as it's being outworked in heaven. And I love this quote from a revivalist of old, George Whitfield. He says this, 
Come, Holy Spirit, and send a revival in the hearts of your people. You know, our heart is not just to exist. Uh, Our heart is to not just live a life that doesn't have an impact, that leaves no imprint of the kingdom of God everywhere that we go. But our heart is that we would step into a season with faith, with expectancy and with excitement and belief that God could do great and mighty things in and through our lives and our great church. And so friend, the time is now to get hungry, to get desperate and to, to believe for what God could do in and through our life. And so my heart over the next 10 minutes throughout this message is to sow seeds in your spirit for revival, to sow seeds in your life to believe for God to do great things, to sow seeds in your life as we look at scripture, as we look at stories throughout history of what God has done, that it would bring faith into your today to believe for what God could do in your tomorrow, to lift your faith, to engage your spirit, to believe for God to move again in your world, in our church, in our states, and in this great nation, that truly we would see great signs, wonders, miracles, and outpourings in our lives, in our churches, and in the people we come into contact with, that we would be sold out for revival, we would be ruined for normal, we would believe for God to show up in our world. And so I've titled this message, it's really simple, Revival in the Region. Revival in the region. We're going to read from Acts chapter 19. You know, I love the book of Acts. I want to encourage you, maybe in 2024, you just want to read and read and read and read and read the book of Acts. If you need your faith built up, if you need a vision of what God could do in and through your life, through the church, across states and the nation, you just need to read the book of Acts, pick it up and get on board with what God does in Acts. But there's a story of revival in Acts 19. I want to read from just the first 11 verses. It says this, And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. And there he found some disciples and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you heard, when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, Well, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. And on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Love verse 7 says this, There were about 12 men in all. And he entered the synagogue and for three months he spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading with them about the kingdom of God. But some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation. And so he withdrew from them, took the disciples with him and reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both the Jews and the Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of of Paul. What I love is that 12 people, what started with 12 people who said, you know what, we are sold out for this thing that we believe in, the message of Jesus. After two years of just co-laboring with God, establishing the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says that everyone in the entire region had heard the message 
of Jesus. Let me just ask us this from the beginning. What would happen in your city, in your town, in your community, if you found a group of people, if you became the type of person who said, we are not going to stop until everyone hears the message of Jesus. There is revival in the region. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that as we unpack this story, God, would you sow seeds in our spirit for what you can do? God, would we be ruined for normal? Would we be excited for the great days that are ahead? God, would we put our hand to the plow to say we are sold out to see revival across our cities and across this nation? God, would you use us? Would you use us? We humbly ask to, do about, to, do, to bring about a great move of heaven in our life. It's in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen, amen, and amen. Well, like I said, my fear in modern Christianity is that we have cheapened our faith and cheapened our walk with Jesus that we are so comfortable with our current level of experience. And I hear this all the time, at least maybe not in these words, but in how people act. It's like, well, Isaac, you know, really, I like my safe, my comfortable, my easygoing, my well put together faith and Christian walk. It fits neatly into my schedule. It fits neatly into my routine. It fits neatly into my lifestyle, my career. But let me tell you this and just dismantle all of those wrong thinkings. Jesus does not want to be your life coach. He does not want to be your business consultant. Uh, He does not want to be a nice add-on to your life that just fits neatly when you want him, if you want him, how you want him. No, no, no. Jesus desires to be your Lord and your Savior to use you to establish his kingdom on the earth. In fact, the invitation of Jesus has always been to leave behind your life, to carry your cross and to live a life unto him. So can I ask ourselves And ask us all this question, how desperate are we to see God move? How desperate are we for God to work in and through us? How desperate are we to truly see souls saved for the advancement of the kingdom? How desperate are we to truly see Australia for Christ? How desperate are we to see our cities transformed? Don't be fooled. What we're contending for is not full services. What we're believing for is not big churches. What we're desiring is not just more life groups. No, we are contending for a revival to see heaven invade the earth, to see the kingdom of God established in our midst, to see souls saved, to see people set free, to see darkness tremble, to see a generation saved. You know, I've heard stories of what God has done. I've read books. I've looked at biographies. But let me tell you, I am sick and tired of hearing about what God has done. I want to be a part of what God can do in this hour, in this day. No longer can the church live off the fumes of the past. We need to stoke the fire, stir our faith and believe God to do something great in our world. Uh, The truth is this, we just won't see a revival. We won't see a great move of God if we are unwilling to surrender our comfort and our calendars. We will not get revival if we're unwilling to be interrupted. We'll not see revival if we're unwilling to step out, to be bold, to be brave, to be courageous. Now, let me tell you, I've tried to run from a heart of God in me to see people saved. But no matter what I do, I cannot shake the sense that God is asking of us. Will you carry a revival and a great awakening to this generation? Will you contend for my kingdom here on earth? Will you fight for an open heaven? I truly believe there is a revival in the region. 
Let me ask you, would we put our hands up as we close out 2023 and step into 2024 to say, we want to be a people who would see revival in our regions, to believe again for what God could do in and through his people, for what God could do in and through your city, for what God could do in and through your workplace, in and through your high school, in and through your university, in and through your family. You know, as we read Acts 19, it's interesting to watch the way that Paul stokes the fires of revival in this region. See, he would go right into the hub and the heartland of a city and he would bring Jesus into the synagogues. And then he would take Jesus when he got kicked out of there to the streets. He would shake strongholds and powers of darkness within that region with the reality of the kingdom of God, which then would would cause a wave of renewal, reformation and revival in these surrounding areas. That in Acts 19, what started with just 12 men in verse 7 ended up with an entire city and geographic location hearing the message of Jesus. But you know what I love is that the Bible from beginning to end is sprinkled with stories of great outpourings. That Acts 19 was not just a one-off event, but it is one among many of what God can do in and through people's lives. And in fact, that's continued right throughout history. Let me just Stir your faith with a few revival stories. Like I said, in the early church period, the book of Acts describes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which was the birth of the early church. And that event sparked a vibrant and transformative movement among the early believers that led to the spread of Christianity right across the known world of which Acts 19 was a part of. But then we go to the 18th and 19th centuries with the Great Awakenings. Uh, And there were several revivals in Western Christianity during the 18th and 19th century. There was the first Great Awakening in America, which was led by people like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield, which emphasized personal conversion, preaching and a call to recall back to genuine faith. And then in the 19th century, there was the second great awakening, which was marked by large scale religious revival gatherings, emotional experiences where the spirit was poured out and an emphasis on social reforms and returns. And then there was the Welsh revival in 1904 to 1905, uh, which was led by a man called Evan Roberts. It saw an influx of converts. There was dramatic uh, conversions, renewed passion for prayer and evangelism. It had an impound Uh, It had a profound impact, not only in Wales, but also in other parts of the world because of what happened in that region. Then there was Azusa Street Revival in 1906 to 1909 uh, in LA, which was led by someone called William J. Seymour. Uh, And this was accredited with the birth of the modern Pentecostal movement. Uh, Azusa Street Revival emphasized the restoration of spiritual gifts and the experience and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which drawed people from different racial backgrounds and cultural backgrounds to be a part of what God was doing. And then there's more revival and renewal movements in the 20th and the 21st century, uh, including charismatic movements of which we're a part of, uh, evangelical movements and other local and global renewals, which all focused on prayer and personal transformation in God. You know, I just say that to give us a snapshot to know there is a heritage of revival in the Christian faith. And so what we want to do is we want to call God, would you move again like you have in the past? And, you know, each revival, whilst it took place in different cities and different locations with different people, there were key aspects that drew them all together. And I just want to read through a few of them. Uh, These are just three. First of all is that revival was cyclical. Most theologians would see revival as cyclical throughout church history. 
They noted that periods of spiritual awakening often occur in response to times of spiritual decline or crisis, which would lead to the restoration of faith and passion for God among believers. Second, there was repentance and holiness. This was an important part of the revival method and outpouring. There was the need for sincere return from sin to God and embracing holiness was a true aspect of revival. And then lastly was the renewal of the spiritual life that theologians emphasize that revival is a renewal of a spiritual life, an awakening of faith, a deeper intimacy with God, a rekindling of passion for the spiritual disciplines. It involves a revitalization of one's relationship with God. You know, all of that to say, as we step into the new year, when it comes to revival, I think it's important to understand that every great revival first begins with a great returning. See, my fear is that we throw out the word revival like it's just a nice encounter, like it's a get out of jail card that we can sit back on our seat and watch God do all the work. But I wonder if we truly understood that a great revival begins with a great returning. God, we just want to say, God, you can move. I'll just sit here. I'll have my normal life. You do all the work. But let me encourage us. If we want to see a revival across our region, our states and our nation, it begins first with a great returning. It begins first here in you and in me, in in our churches. Lord, would you prepare us for a great awakening to see you move again? Would you bring us back to prayer? Would you bring us back to worship, to faith, to evangelism, to signs, wonders, to holiness, to repentance, to deep trust in you? I love these quotes from two great theologians and scholars. Charles Spurgeon says this, revival is a renewed conviction of sin and repentance, followed by an intense desire to live in obedience to God. A.W. Tozer says, revival is the visitation of God that brings to life Christians who have been sleeping and restores a deep sense of God's near presence and holiness. As I close, all of that leads me to believe this when it comes to revival, that God will do in his church what he first desires to do through his church, that God will do in his church what he wants to do through his church. Before we can see revival in the streets, we need to encounter him in the churches. Before we can preach it to the masses, we need to encounter it in our own time. Before we can carry it into the public, we need to contend for it in our private life. It is why there's this old idea that goes like this. Would you put a circle around you and say, God, would you send revival to everything that lies within this circle, right? To quote George Whitfield again, it says this, come Holy Spirit and send revival in the hearts of your people. And you know, I look at our church right across Australia and I say, can you imagine what God could do? Could you imagine what God to do with all the faith at Melbourne, with all the faith at Penrith, at Mandurah, at Cairns, at Hills, on the Gold Coast? Could you imagine what God could do with people who are sold out to see him move again. Let me tell you, when it comes to Australia, God is more than able. When it comes to the Gold Coast, when it comes to Mandurah, Penrith, Hills, Cairns, Melbourne, God is more than able. When it comes to your workplace, God is more than able. When it comes to your uni and high school, God is more than able. When it comes to Elevation Church Australia, God is more than able. When it comes to an album being recorded in January of 2024, God is more than able. And so as we close, I'd love to pray. Would you stand wherever you are, if you're at home, uh, maybe not if you're driving, but you might be walking, listening to this. Why don't you just stop, stand where you are. Let's pray a prayer together. God, would you help us catch what you want us to carry to the world around us. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you right now 
that where we feel inadequate, where we feel not able to be a part of something that you want to do, God, I pray that any of those thoughts would be gone and that there would be just a hunger and a desperation after you. God, I pray as we return back to in-person gatherings, would you put a spark and a fire in each and every one of us to contend, to believe, to truly have a conviction that, God, you can advance your kingdom here on earth. And so, God, I pray that right across all of our locations across Australia, would there be a desperation and a hunger that, God, you can do more, that there is greater things ahead for us. God, I pray for new souls. I pray for conversions. I pray for great outpourings. God, I pray for signs, for wonders, for miracles. God, would there be heaven invading the earth right across Australia? So, God, would you help us catch what you want us to carry to the world around us? We're desperate. We're hungry, God. Would you move again? It's in your name. We all said amen. Hey, maybe you're here and you're listening and you've gone, man, this is amazing. I want to be a part of this. But quite honestly, I was like, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. And I'd love to lead you in a moment right now where you can accept him as your Lord and Savior. And so I would ask you, if that's you, why don't you close your eyes and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, we're so excited if you made that decision to follow Jesus today. We would love to know about it so we can help facilitate that journey. You can visit our website, fill in a red card, and we'll be in contact with you to celebrate the decision you've just made. But also, I want to say Happy New Year. I was so excited for what God is going to do in 2024. Truly believe there is revival right across this nation. So excited to see what God will do. We'll see you in 2024.